Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. David, please. Well, Jalen Hurts grabbed this one quick (laughs) because he got $255 million on a five-year deal. $179 million guaranteed. So that puts him fourth on the list. Deshaun Watson's one. Russell Wilson, 196, Kyler Murray, 189, and Jalen, 170. As far as guarantees. Correct. Now, te- from a technical level, he's the highest paid player in NFL history. Correct. AAV. And I can't argue with it. Can you? No. Not a, not based off what we saw last year. So here's my question. If Jalen Hurts is worth 255 over five with 178 guaranteed, what's Joe Burrow worth? Oh. <laughs> that's going to be, that's probably going to be close to 60, 60. A year? Is that, it's like is 190, that, 195 guaranteed, something like that? Uh, probably more. Probably 200, in, probably in the twos. Okay. Yeah, probably in the twos. I just had to ask. Then where oh, does Justin good. Herbert fall in? Because no, no, he no, can't no, get no. more than Joe Burrow. Well, he has to make the playoffs. First. Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would tell you, if, I'm, if I were repping Joe Burrow, I'm going in and I'm telling the Bengals, $500 million, all of it guaranteed. Straight up. And that's where we begin. Just lay him right on the floor. Yeah, right? you just, because right here's the, the deal. No quarterback has more leverage in all of football than Joe Burrow. Remember, the Eagles have had success before. The Eagles have had MVPs before. The, the Bengals, Joe Burrow turned that thing completely around. He owns the city. Some would argue he owns the league. I'd go in and say, look, straight up, $500 million, I'll sign a 10-year deal, and, uh, yeah, whole thing's guaranteed. Or would you ask for a percentage of the cap? Let's do that, too. That way it goes up every year. And I want a piece of the stadium. That's, we're not far away from that. A piece of the stadium. <laughs> I, want, I want it all. All right, David, go ahead. Let's move on to the news that number two may be open for business. Uh, in, the, in an article, is saying Houston is souring on C.J. Stroud. And the question for them is, could the fans accept that they two years in a row passing the quarterback, they would have had the number three and number 15 last year? Number two and number 12 this year, Nick Casario says they're open for business. Are they going to pass on a quarterback? Look, I I have a hard time seeing it, but they're the Texans. I mean, they're a bad organization. They lack leadership. Now, you could say, well, Will Anderson's a great consolation prize. You have to be willing to get to a podium and say, hi, I'm starting Davis Mills, and I'm not being held hostage. I don't know how you do it. Go ahead, Teach. Is Casario the – a Trojan horse to that program down there. <laughs> you know, there's a rumor he may be gone after the draft. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, he's uh, supposedly going back to New England. Yeah, now, he denied it today, of course. But Had to. I don't see what the pros would be in. Look, if you don't like another C- team, but but if you don't like C.J. Stroud, my argument would be then you land with Anthony Richardson or Levis. You, quarterback is quarterback. You have the need. You're picking number two. They can't yeah. not do it, right? Again, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. They have to take a quarterback. They have to. Two years in a row with two first-round picks in each draft. And, and, and by the way, for the people who always get upset at me, and like, you can't tell athletes not to try. No, but I can tell the coach not to be a bleep hole. 
Never forget that Lovey Smith is the reason they're not picking number one and selecting the quarterback they really want in Bryce Young. Never forget that. That was incredible. He's somewhere smiling with hey, a beach. Hey, even more incredible. Never forget the Jets winning a meaningless game in week 16 is the reason they ended up with that Mormon bum Zach instead Wilson. of Trevor Lawrence. You are exactly Sorry, right. It's just a pet peeve, TJ. <laughs> Carry on. Mike, who is your guy that you've been pump, uh, pimping here for Detroit? <laughs> what? No one. Tyree Wilson. I've just said don't write him He's off because Gator him. hates him, but Gator never watched He's him. He's been pimping him. Okay. Well, he may not be available at six, Mike. You don't There's trust a... Gator's breakdowns of players? <laughs> a... there... Let's keep it on the rails, people. There is a Peter King report that says... I will not be surprised if Tyree Wilson is picked ahead of Will Anderson. Oh. Here's why he's saying that. Wow. D'Amico Ryans could look at Wilson after his year in San Francisco and say, I have my Nick Bosa. And one other coach uh, in the top on. 10 team mm. says Wilson will be a better pro than Anderson. Okay. First of all, they're different, if I may. And TJ, when I say something inaccurate, stop me. They're completely different players. One is 6'7", 275. The other is Von Miller, more of a 235, 240-pound speed demon. Two completely different edges. Tyree does not have the explosive first step that Will Anderson does, but Tyree is a demon against the run, can take double teams, and can play with his hand in the dirt. These are all things Will Anderson doesn't do. You can't Fair. say he's Nick Bosa because Nick, when he lines up like Usain Bolt with his arm in the air, he's going to get off the ball and beat the tackle. Carry on. TJ, what do you make of that? Uh, I think it's nonsense. I, I, I do. I think we're in the uh, the midst, right in the middle of lying season. Yes. And that, to me, is complete nonsense that we all should be able to look through very, very easily. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said it. because Will, Will Anderson's An number one. If Will Anderson is there at three, that's where I, I still say, if you have that kind of grade on him, I go up and get him if I'm the Lions. Him opposite Aiden? Yeah, woo! wouldn't have an issue. Come on. I put this next question in here just for you, TJ. You're a former NFL guard, so the question is about Peter Skaronsky. Article says he's an interesting case, but it brings up the last few guards that were taken in the first round. Chris Lidstrom, 14th. Zach Martin for the Dallas Cowboys, 16th. And we all know Quentin Nelson, 6th for Indy. Too early. When is too early for a guard? Never. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I knew I'd get that. Come on. Realistically. That's great. TJ's got Osiris Torrance going number three. Hey, look, I mean, you can find the Jonah Jackson, prime example, right? Third round pick, steps in day one. Uh, very competent, above average starting guard. You can find those guys throughout the draft. I don't think, and I hate to do this because it's blasphemy against myself and players, guards alike. I don't think that guards make a gigantic impact on your team. I just, yeah, they, they are, we are, we. TJ Lang reporting, guards are useless. We are important and probably more important than we ever have been because you look at the guys that are lining up across from you now. Uh, there's no longer 360 pound dudes no. just running straight at you. No, they're Chris Jones. They're all fast as hell. Uh, they can move. So guards are important, but uh, top 10 might be. But is Skaronsky a guard or a tackle? Now, I, I know you had strong I, thoughts on him yeah. early in the process. I like him a lot. I, I do. I think uh, 
I think he could play anywhere. Isn't he I a bear? Do. He'll probably start inside, okay. if I had to guess, depending on which team he goes to. I've actually seen some. It seems like him to Philly might be uh, a pretty good conversation. Makes sense. Lane Johnson's 100 years Lane old. Lane Johnson's getting old. They just lost uh, Simualu. You, you could push him agency. inside for a year start or two. Him inside. And then, yeah. yeah, if Lane leaves, move him to right. It all depends on where he goes. I think he's a fantastic player, to be honest with you, and I think he would excel inside or uh, at that right, right tackle position as well. David, he's a great player. And this let's close. Super. Let's close it out with this one because ESPN was wrong. Many people were wrong. April twentieth, nineteen ninety-eight, ESPN published a magazine article with the headline: "Come twenty eighteen, Ryan Leaf, not Manning, will be strutting to a podium in Canton." They were wrong. Everyone was wrong. Who is the guy you were wrong about? I mean, oh. pick, pick one. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I could own Mark Sanchez. I thought the Sanchez would be good. I loved him at USC. And, yeah, he won with the Jets. But the Jets also didn't give him any help. No help. But once you fumble off off an ass, not even a player, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll own Sanchez. Gosh, this is, uh, this is tough to think about. A guy that's still playing might be able to turn his career around. I, I, th- I think we would all probably laugh if he does. What? I was – I mean, I – I was a big fan of Kyler Murray coming out, to be honest with you. I'm not laughing at that. I thought that he was his game and the way that the NFL was starting to change more to that spread, more to that running quarterback at the time, he was going to take the lead by storm. Certainly he's shown some ability, but I'll own Kyler what we Murray know then. now. But here's the deal. <clears throat> As one Thomas John Lang in a podcast promotion once said, the impossible thing to ever know is to get inside a player's mind. We didn't know Kyler Murray was an ass. Very Fair. accurate, Mike. Fair. We Very didn't accurate. know. But I could say I think yeah, yeah. I think I was wrong about Kyler. Yep. That is in football today. John, please. <laughs> hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.